Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. That was an incredible conversation we just had with Anthony Wilson, the president and CEO of Mississippi Power Company. There are so many incredible people on the front line working to develop plans to help us get on the other side of this mess. Uh, I'm really privileged now to have Robert St. John's with us. He's a food entrepreneur, an author. You know him from PBS. He's traveled the world. He's my friend, though. We we actually worked closely together after Hurricane Katrina. <clears throat> and I'm uh, privileged to have you on the show now, Robert. How are you doing? Ricky, I am uh, I am doing well. Not necessarily the best time to be in the restaurant business, but uh, it's not a great time to be in a lot of different businesses, unless you're in the grocery business. Not a, yeah, no doubt. Not a bad time to be in the grocery business. Well, what I've said before, though, with uh, grocery open and Home Depot open and car repair shops open and other essential and now a growing number of non-essential opening, you know, maybe there's a, a path forward for you guys. And I, I do know that restaurants are the business case for restaurants is based on almost full occupancy. So, you know, you just got to, we're going to have to find a new way to operate, but it is not a good place that we're in, is it? Yeah, it's, uh, we, we're in uncharted waters uh, for a lot of people and not just uh, restaurateurs. We're, we're in uncharted water uh, on a lot of levels and with a lot of people. And, you know, we're going to things are going to be different when we come out of this. Hopefully here in a couple of weeks, things will start opening up. We'll deal with what we have to deal with. We'll we'll make the changes uh, there that are going to be required uh, of us. And I think they're going to be uh, substantial changes that are required. And there are going to be a lot of things uh, we'll we'll start to deal with and, and we'll, we'll get through it. You know, that's the one thing I think that, it, you know, restaurants are unique and um, the restaurant industry uh, is the largest private sector industry in the country it employs 15 million people and if you count the suppliers the fishermen on the coast the farmers in the delta all across the country and and other suppliers uh, that's another 10 million so you're talking about uh 25 million people that that our industry affects uh we're four percent of the gdp one trillion dollars in the economy uh and then once you get into independent restaurants which uh, we have six restaurants and two bars here in Hattiesburg. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole different story, but you know, our business models are created on seats and numbers of turns and the number of people you can get into a dining room at once. And so everything's based on that. And, and all the talk now is that, you know, those are going to be uh, potentially reduced by 50%. And that's going to be the biggest challenge coming back. I think psychologically, people are going to be uh, in a different mindset uh, going out to eat and going to places. Certainly, that's going to be different. But, you know, when you're talking about uh, having a business that was based on, you know, uh, let's say 200 seats, then you're down to 100 or 100 seats and you're down to 50. Uh, it's hard to make those numbers work because restaurants are so industry specific in that um, you have small windows for sales. If you're in a boutique or a hair salon or some other business like that retail, you know, you're, you, you open at 10 in the morning, you close at eight at night and you're steady throughout the day in the restaurant business. 
you open at 11 and it gets busy about 1130 and it's finished in one. Mm-hmm. And if you open, so you have these tight windows that you need to make sales and turn tables. And when, and when, when people are about to get cut by 50%, we're going to have to figure out how to make that work in the structure that we've, you know, negotiated leases based on that. Uh, we've taken out loans with banks based on that. Uh, it's going to be a different deal. So, Robert, I want to. The governor appointed you to the Restart Commission. I want to come back to that in just a second. And as I mentioned, you and I work together in the in the Katrina recovery effort. Right. So you've you've come forward before to volunteer your time, as as so many people are doing now, to try to figure out what the path forward looks like. Hey, so real quick, you mentioned the number of restaurants and bars you have, but just just in a just a paragraph, tell me the different businesses that you're in. Let people know what's the name of your restaurants, et cetera. Okay, so it's a we have a Purple Parrot, which uh, which I opened in 1987. Uh, we're a four diamond AAA rated uh, fine dining restaurant. We have Crescent City Grill, casual New Orleans themed restaurant. Tabella, which is our Italian concept, a uh, place called Ed's Burger Joint, uh, Mahogany Bar, cocktail bar called Branch. Our breakfast lunch concept is called the Midtowner, and then we have a little boutique uh, small batch donut shop called Midtown Donut. And uh, in addition to that, you know, I've, I've done, I've got a column. Uh, when you were with the Sun Herald, you carried, uh, carried my column. I've been doing that for about 20 years. Um, I think I figured it out the other day. It's, it's well over a thousand columns and a million words I've published. Uh, got a, 11 books and then this TV show. We're in the middle of our fifth season of a, of a TV show called Palette to Palette. It's on, it's on NPB. Uh, and actually, our largest viewership for MPB is on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, uh, which I think speaks highly of the people on the coast. Yeah. Uh, but it, it can be seen on PBS.org, too, if you just go search Pallet to Pallet. And I'm involved in some charitable things and a few other things. I, I, you know, we stay busy. Yeah, tell me, actually, actually, on the charitable side, tell me about that. There's something you're yeah. doing now that was really working to make a difference. Yeah. It's it's called extra table and uh, it's uh, we're a little over ten years old. I got a I got a phone call uh, in two thousand nine from a mission pantry here in town called Edward Street Fellowship Center. At the time, they were feeding about eight hundred families a month, and they were completely out of food, and they needed help. And they called me panicking, saying, "Is there anything you can do to help? We're out of food. We've got people coming in." And so I said, "Sure." And I figured the best, easiest, quickest way to get them food would just be to call. My Cisco rep, uh, Cisco being the food service distributor, uh, call the Cisco rep and put together an order real quick, call it in, have it drop shipped to the agency. I did that, and uh, they had food enough to feed their uh, clients, and I started thinking at the time, you know, I bet if there were an easier way uh, to get food to these places, they wouldn't run out of food like this, and and so that in in that thought uh, extra table was born to be to be honest with you i was a little skeptical that there was even a, a hunger problem in mississippi so i kind of went on a food finding mission and <laughs> i learned quickly there's a huge problem the 670,000 mississippians suffer from what the government calls food insecurity you got over 125,000 seniors who right now not only are they shut in, but they're trying to figure out, can I pay the light bill or can I go to the grocery store? And then you've got over 200,000 kids 
who eat a school breakfast and a school lunch and then don't eat again until the next day. And so my eyes were open and I started this thing. And it's really, it's a nonprofit. We're a 501c3 based on business principles. And uh, we raise money and we buy food wholesale and in bulk. Uh, I planted our flag on two things. One, 100% of the money we raise for food will always go to purchase food. We'll, we'll raise our administrative costs in other ways. And then number two, it's always going to be healthy food. Because the time we were number one in food insecurity, we're number two now, we're moving up. Uh, but we were number one in obesity. And I had a problem with that, too. I was like, well, somebody's eating something somewhere. What's going on here? And what I learned the more I researched is that those two always go hand in hand. People who have uh, a problem making ends meet with their diet are eating the worst foods because they're living out of a convenience store and they're eating the cheapest sugar drinks and snack foods. And that's a real thing. People are actually living on that and kids aren't eating dinner. And so um, I went to Cisco, the food service distributor, and I said, look, this is what I, uh, I got an idea based on. What if every table in Mississippi in a business and in a home had an extra table to feed those in need. This is what I need you to do. Sell me food at rock bottom wholesale. I need you to inventory it. I need you to deliver it. So extra table becomes this pure concept where we run a statewide charity where we serve over 40 agencies. We're shipping over 14 tons of fresh, healthy food every month. And we just raise money. We raise that money and we use the money to buy this food wholesale in bulk. So if you wanted to go to the grocery store and fill up a car for $500, we can take that same $500, fill up two carts. We don't have to inventory. We don't have to deliver it. So we use their purchasing power, their transportation, and their inventory system. Uh, we supply five agencies on the coast. Uh, as soon as this uh, COVID-19 crisis hit, Extra Table uh, went to the Beau Rivage, the Hard Rock, and Golden Nugget, cleaned out all their perishables, distributed it to all of the agencies on the coast, and uh, we've been doing a lot of that. That, that is a little uh, beyond our typical uh, mission, what we normally do, where it's a very pure concept. We usually raise money, use the money, and then send food out once a month to all these agencies. But so, during times like this, even in the tornado, we're doing different things since these tornadoes hit. So we're coming to the end of this particular segment. But you know, one of the interesting points that you made was that um, people who don't have ready access to food, and especially healthy food, are the people who suffer from obesity and then obviously the subsequent health disadvantages right. that occur from that. Isn't it interesting, as we get, we'll, we'll, we'll finish this part of the conversation on the other side of the break, but it is so interesting that that is the very uh, group, one of the groups that's being targeted by COVID. Yeah. So, you know, I hope that when we get on the other side of this, that we've got a different point of view about uh, why it's important to have live a healthy lifestyle and that we can make sure that everyone has some form of healthy food available to them. So why don't we do this? We'll, we'll come back after the break and continue the conversation, but Extra Table, we put it up there so people could know how to get the extratable.org is where you can learn more about that. What a simple but effective way uh, with partners to be able to pull off getting food to people who really need it the most. So why don't we do this? We'll come back after the break and we'll continue the conversation with Robert St. John's. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We've got Robert St. John, who is a food entrepreneur author. You've seen him on PBS. He's a member of the Restart Commission for the for the governor. Before we went to the break, we were talking about the work that you're doing with Extra Table. ExtraTable.org is where people can learn more about that. What a fundamentally incredible program that you put together there. But it is important that the COVID virus is bringing more focus on the need for all demographics to eat healthy. Isn't that, I mean, it's it's sad that that's a reality, but it is a reality. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, And, you know, public health is about to be ramped up in in a way like we've never seen it. Uh, and 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 that's a, maybe a good thing that comes out of this. Maybe one of the silver linings is that we pay more attention uh, to those things. I've I've been a um, kind of a germaphobe most of my life. So I told my wife the other day, I said, you know, people are just now coming around to the way I've been living for a while. I'm a little uh, freaky about stuff. So, uh, but at the restaurants, you know, we're going to have to make changes, and we're happy to make them. And we uh, people are going to come back. Uh, there's a psychological aspect of this thing uh, that will have affected people. We're not a society uh, that's been used to walking around with masks and gloves. There are a lot of um, uh, societies uh, in Asia that have walked around with masks for a long time for for many different reasons. A lot of it has to do with air pollution and things like that. So we've never done things like that. But I think over the course of this four to six weeks, however long this shelter-in-place uh, has been or will last is going to leave uh, permanent uh, changes in in our psyche. It will. It, uh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. So, what's your early read on the Restart Commission? Um, we've we've had one meeting. Uh, I was I was so uh, as you and I were on Haley Barber's uh, commission after Katrina. Um, I was uh, honored to be on that one. I was honored to be asked to be on this. Um, it's an entirely different scenario because with with Katrina, there was definite damage that we knew we had to deal with. It was visible. It was clear. It was total destruction, obviously, on the coast and, and it, for, as far north as Hattiesburg, obviously. But we knew what we were dealing with. What was uh, what lay ahead? You know, we are in uncharted waters with this COVID-19 Um uh, Governor Barber saw fit to put Jim Barksdale as the head of that commission back then, which was a brilliant move. And Governor Reeves has uh, made uh, as brilliant a move as he as Governor Barber did in putting Joe Sanderson in charge of this group. Uh, Joe is a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. I, re- I respect uh, what he has done and grown that company into. Uh, he's very... He's the kind of guy that does a lot of things for people, and people never know about it. They've got a they've got a fleet of jets uh, in their company, and and Joe Sanderson flies people to MD Anderson and other places when they need treatment or their family needs to go. No, nobody, he would never say a word about it. He's that kind of guy. And what's so, good? hey, Robert, what's good? He also <clears throat> was a vice chairman of the of the recovery effort after Katrina, so I worked really right. closely with him. Yeah. I was so thrilled to hear that he was going to be involved because yeah. I mean, it helps to have experience in a situation like this. Yeah, and he's a compassionate guy as well as a shrewd and very sharp 
uh, smart businessman. And so he will lead uh, he will lead this group. Our, we've had one meeting. We'll we're, we'll be meeting uh, on Thursdays after that. Each um, commissioner, I guess, or committee member. Uh, we'll we'll be in charge of one area. My area uh, is hospitality, so that will have to do with uh, obviously casinos on the coast, uh, restaurants and hotels uh, statewide, and I'll be putting together a, a, a kind of a some type of task force uh, to to get input from everybody in those industries uh, to see what we can do to bring this thing back as quick as we can. So Robert, we're coming, we're getting close to the end of the segment, but uh, any, any final thoughts you want to have, we'll, we'll come back to you in a couple of weeks and get a progress report from you on how things are going. But any, any final thoughts before we sign off? You know, I I would just encourage people to live in the solution. Uh, That's what we need to focus on. There's a lot going on. Again, we're in uncharted waters. Um, we we are much better off looking forward into the into the windshield into the front windshield and living the solution and eventually the problems will be in the rearview mirror and they'll be behind us so we just can't uh, psychologically we've got to be strong and I have no doubt that Mississippi is up to this task because as we saw after Katrina I think we're going to see after this now this this wasn't a physical. Uh, devastation. It was. It was more of a health crisis. Uh, our economy was. I mean, what the best economy in the history of the world uh, when this happened nationwide. So uh, we're going to do our best on this commission and with other Mississippians to bring us back. But the way to do that is to live in the solution. And the solution is protect yourself and your family and be focused on social distancing and do everything you can not to be a part of of contributing to the spread of this disease. So Robert St. John, it's great to see you again, old friend. You know, it's, uh, I look forward to catching, you know, catching up with you soon and, and um, having a longer conversation about what your world has been like in the last few years. It's, it's really good to talk to you. I'll come down to the coast. We'll tie the feed bags on. I spent my summers on the Pascagoula River as a kid, so we'll uh, we'll we'll come back and talk about that one day when when things are better. You bet, man. My pleasure. It's been Robert St. John's, a food entrepreneur, local uh, artist. Uh, excuse me, author, and then you've seen him on PBS. We'll come back uh, to you in a couple of weeks and catch up with you. So, with that said, thank you for joining us on Coast View, and have a great day. Thanks, my friend. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.